Welcome to Clippings, the official podcast of the Council for Nail Disorders, where Drs. April Schachtel and Catherine Stiff take a closer look at articles and clippings published on all things nail disease. Listeners can suggest articles for this podcast or topics of discussion by sending an email to kristen.cnd at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Clippings podcast, where we review nail literature and present it to you. I'm April Schachtel, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Catherine Stiff. Hey, April. Happy to be here. We are excited to do something a little bit different with you today. We are going to review some older papers tackling treatment of a common nail unit problem, the digital mucus cyst, also known as a digital myxoid cyst. It's the second most common tumor of the nail unit after warts, but one that does not have a lot of new literature coming out about treatment. There are many ways to treat digital mucus cysts. Surgery is one of the most common treatments and has typically the highest reported cure rate, but it's invasive and typically can't be done at the time of initial consultation. We decided to look at two other approaches and review some of the literature supporting them. First, I'm going to discuss cryotherapy. One of the earliest articles is titled Cryosurgical Management of Myxoid Cysts and comes from Cornelia Bowler-Sommereger and Gabrielle Kuchera-Heinert of the University of Vienna in the Journal of Dermatologic Surgery and Oncology in 1988. They treated 18 patients with digital myxoid cysts using an intermittent open spray technique with either one or two freeze-thaw cycles with liquid nitrogen. First, they punctured the cysts and squeezed with lateral pressure to extrude the contents. Liquid nitrogen was then applied to the center of the cysts and sprayed continuously until the visible front had advanced to two millimeters beyond the margin of the lesion. Freeze time was between 15 and 30 seconds, And if two freeze-thaw cycles were done, then the lesion was allowed to thaw completely before the second was started. In their results, they found that 10 of the lesions had two treatment cycles and eight lesions had only one. After cryotherapy, a loose dressing was applied to the wound, which the patient removed at home, and then they were advised to leave the finger uncovered. Patients used cold compresses three times a day to reduce erythema and edema, as well as bacitracin ointment until the lesion had healed. They achieved a mean follow-up time of three years and followed 17 of the 18 patients. Seven of the cysts recurred an average of 9.4 months later. Of those seven patients that had recurrence, six had been treated with only a single freeze-thaw cycle. So ultimately, their cure rate was 61% overall, or 88% cure if you considered only the patients who had a double freeze-thaw cycle in that small sample group. A more recent article on the cryotherapy technique was published by Dr. Minami and colleagues of the Hyogo College of Medicine in Japan, titled A Simple and Effective Technique for the Cryotherapy of Digital Mucocysts in the Journal of Dermatologic Surgery in 2007. Their technique is to disinfect the lesion and then puncture it with an 18 or 22 gauge needle and then squeeze the cyst contents out without local anesthesia. They removed the skin covering the cyst as much as possible, 
then applied a thin plastic film that in the images looks a lot like tegaderm and applied liquid nitrogen on top of that, or they used a pre-chilled probe or forceps directly on uh, the lesion. Their freeze time was only five seconds and they repeated it three to five times in a single session. If the cyst was still present after two weeks, the treatment was then repeated again. They treated 15 digital mucus cysts with this technique with an overall cure of 87%. Six lesions were treated once, three, twice, and so on. Two lesions were ultimately treated four or more times. They specifically described that seven of these patients had the digital mucus cyst in the proximal nail fold with associated nail deformities, and all of those nail deformities resolved after treatment. Ultimately, cryotherapy is effective for many lesions with curates in somewhere 60 to nearly 90% range as shown in these two representative articles. There is variability in the reported technique, but ultimately cryotherapy is easy to do in clinic and requires no special tools. There is a theoretical risk of nail dystrophy due to matrix scarring, but it seems generally to be low. There's definitely some risk of recurrence, although repeated treatments seem to be generally effective if patients are willing to return for them. And of course, two freeze-thaw cycles seems significantly better than one. Discomfort, erythema, edema, and hemorrhagic bullae have been reported after treatment, but I did not find any reports of more serious side effects from cryotherapy treatment. Catherine, tell us what you read about. I read about sclerotherapy for the management of digital mucus cysts. Uh, The article I reviewed was titled Treatment of 63 Subjects with Digital Mucus Cysts with Percutaneous Sclerotherapy Using Polidocanal by Gavin Esson and Dr. Stephen Holm, published in the Journal of Dermatologic Surgery in 2016. These authors used 3% polidocanal solution which is a liquid detergent initially developed as a topical and local anesthetic. The detergent leads to vascular injury by altering the surface tension around endothelial cells. And it has been used to treat varicose veins, varices, and venous malformations. 63 subjects were enrolled in this study, 23 men and 40 women with a median age of 65 years. The most common location was the middle finger and 12 patients had received prior treatments that had failed. To perform the procedure, the authors punctured the cyst with a 30-gauge needle, extruded the gelatinous contents, then used a one milliliter insulin syringe to infiltrate polidocanal into the cyst and refill it to its previous size. The average volume of polidocanal infiltrated was 0.15 milliliters. The cyst was then covered with duoderm for 24 hours. The subjects returned for six-week follow-up, and if the digital mucus cyst was still present, they were offered a second treatment and then returned for an additional six-week follow-up. 68% of subjects had complete resolution of the cyst in six weeks. 78% had complete resolution at 12 weeks. And some patients did receive a third treatment that then improved the... um, overall response to around 80%. The most common side effects were inflammation present in 46% of patients, 
joint stiffness in 16% of patients, pain, and ecchymosis, and all side effects had resolved by the three-month follow-up. So I think these are promising results for the treatment of digital mucosis. A systematic review by Drs. Jabor et al. titled Management of Digital Mucosis, a Systematic Review and Treatment Algorithm, published in the International Journal of Dermatology, gives a nice overview of the different uh, treatment modalities. These authors found five articles utilizing sclerotherapy, and the overall cure rate was 77%, which was inferior to surgery, but significantly superior to corticosteroid injections and expression of cyst content. There was no significant difference in the efficacy between sclerotherapy and cryotherapy, as April discussed. So while sclerotherapy may be inferior to surgical excision, similarly to cryotherapy, like April mentioned, it's a quick, simple procedure, and many physicians may feel more comfortable with sclerotherapy than performing excisions. Patients may also prefer to try a less invasive treatment option prior to moving forward with surgery. So it's a good treatment choice to keep in mind. I absolutely agree. I think uh, those are really important factors for patients to consider, and many may not be ready for surgery, or at least not ready right away. Well, Catherine, thank you for joining me on this episode of Clippings. I want to thank our listeners for their attention. To all of our listeners, please share this podcast with your colleagues and trainees. Let us know how we are doing and which articles you'd like us to review on the show by contacting kristen.cnd at gmail.com.